Please join me in prayer. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, may your word before us be our rule, your Holy Spirit our teacher, and your greater glory our supreme concern, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I've got a question for all of us. What are you dying to do? I mean, think about it right now. What are you dying to do? New hobby, new relationship, new vacation, a raise. What are you dying to do? What are you dying to get? Now, when we use that word, we really don't mean it literally, do we? But rather figuratively. However, for the next five to seven minutes, we're going to take a look at a time when someone was really, truly, and in the literal sense of the word, dying. To do something. Right in the middle of the scripture text that we just read and that we all heard were these words Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The first of the last seven words of Jesus on the cross is a prayer. It is a prayer for those who are putting Jesus to death, slowly. But surely, it's a prayer for both the religious, the Jews, in particular the religious leaders, and the irreligious, the Gentiles, the Roman soldiers. In this prayer, Jesus is not thinking about himself. Instead, he is thinking about his enemies. But he is not thinking about revenge, but rather he's thinking about mercy. This, isn't it, this is astonishing, but it shouldn't be surprising. Well, why? Because in this prayer, we see Jesus practicing what he has been preaching. Now, earlier in Luke, in a sermon recorded in Luke chapter 6, Jesus said to those who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. Now, could there be a greater demonstration of enemies, hate, cursing, and abuse than the crucifixion? And could there be a greater expression of love, doing good, and blessing than what we see and hear in this prayer? The prophet Isaiah wrote these words, Yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. Now, since this is a prayer, the question has to be asked. Was it answered? And if so, when? Here's an answer. On the day of Pentecost, when 3,000 of them came to faith in Christ, Peter said this in his sermon, This Jesus you crucified and killed. This Jesus whom you crucified. Those are the 3,000 that came to faith. Peter's speech or a sermon in Acts 3 in the next chapter captures it well. And now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers, but what, but what God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets, that his Christ would suffer, 
He thus fulfilled, repent therefore and turn again that your sins may be blotted out. And here's someone else who was acting in ignorance. The Apostle Paul in his first letter to Timothy writes this, I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service. Though formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, and insolent opponent, but I received mercy because I acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Now, since these words of Jesus are a prayer, another question has to be asked. How was it answered? How were sinners saved? By the shedding of the blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sin through his death. His death provided the very basis on which those who crucified him could be forgiven. A well-known hymn asked an essential question. What can wash away my sin? And it provides the one and only answer. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Indeed, We read in Hebrews that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. Now, the first of these last words of Jesus on the cross demand a response from all of us, from you and from me. In Athens, Paul said this, the times of ignorance God overlooked, but now He commands all people everywhere to repent because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. This coming Sunday, this coming Lord's Day, we will celebrate the resurrection and the assurance both of salvation and judgment that it brings. These first, last words of Jesus on the cross circle back to some of his first words in his public ministry. We read in Mark chapter 1, Now after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Now when God shows you what you have done, When you have been brought out of your ignorance and recognize and acknowledge your sin, you are also enabled to hear the call of the gospel to repent, to turn from sin, and to believe, to turn to Christ. And repentance and faith are the means by which the grace of God, in particular the forgiveness of God, comes to us. As he prayed this prayer while hanging on the cross, Jesus, in no uncertain terms, was dying to forgive. He died to forgive all those who come to him in repentance and faith, then as well as now. What we see in Jesus dying to forgive is what we sang just a few minutes ago, amazing pity. 
grace unknown and love beyond degree. Amen. Our final hymn is When I Survey the Wondrous Cross.